Hey, Armstrong and Getty here. And the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. So I'll have an update coming up because Joe had the story last week about uh, this imam in Davis, California, who preached unbelievable hatred toward the Jews. Oh, yeah. And including some some lovely verses from the Quran about uh, killing every last Jew and, it got, and obliterating them from the planet. And it got no media coverage whatsoever right. because, you know, well, we all know. I think we all know. Well, why. we don't want to be racist or and, uh, and discriminatory. Now, if some Baptist preacher... Uh, says gay marriage is evil, that'll be on the front page, and, and we'll organize protests against them. And the president will make a speech about it. That's right. Uh, so an update on that coming up, so stay tuned. So uh, just for fun, I was checking the uh, old old inflation cal- calculator because the Dow is uh, past 22,000 briefly. I'll bet it closes under it. I don't know, but anyway. Because um, people love round numbers. It's the old speedometer rolling 100,000 miles. Isn't that fun for everybody? So 100 degrees versus 99 people for for it's you, you can't believe we're such simpletons. Yes. And yet we are as human beings. Well, obviously, oh. and obviously it really works. If something is nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents for whatever reason, it seems like it's less than if it said a thousand. Sure. Well, technically it is less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Goodbye. <laughs> Buy on credit. Um, so uh, I just uh, just for fun, I was checking whether indeed this is an all-time high adjusted for inflation. And unless I misunderstood the rather complicated graph I was looking at, it is indeed an all-time high. Now, the Dow Industrial Average is a very, very narrow band of big, giant industrial companies, which is day after day increasingly irrelevant to the American economy. I mean, it's it's a part of it, but it's silly. Uh, but while I was there, and I mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday, and I thought it was interesting enough to throw it in again, uh, you, you hear about, you know, album sales and song sales, various artists, and, you know, Demi Lovato has sold more albums than the Beatles. And I hear this and I think, how can that possibly be? I mean, it's kind of disposable pop music. Maybe it's the global thing, blah, blah, blah. But just for fun, I remember distinctly as a high school boy, I, I worked, uh, you know, I, I had a, a couple of different jobs through high school, but I was always working so I could afford to buy my own albums. And being a music freak, I bought them. And I remember quite distinctly albums being about $16 in uh, at the beginning of high school. I think they were up to $18 by the time I was ready to graduate from high school. But $16 in the early 80s? is the same as $45 right now. So an album cost $45 in the 80s. 
So no wonder they didn't sell. How many albums would you buy off of the iTunes or something? None. If you're still buying them. At $45. I mean, maybe my favorite band, if somebody told me, oh, my God, it might be their best album. $45. Oh, anyway, I thought you might find that interesting. A lot of things are like that. Um, speaking around numbers, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, aspire to have a six-figure salary. Well, do the inflation calculator on what a six-figure salary was when you were in college or high school or whatever. and uh, Don't! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Or being a millionaire. Right. You, you do, do the calculations on that sort of stuff, and, and you'll think, well, back in, in whatever year you want to choose, I didn't think that much was, that amount was that crazy. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking at. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to buy a, uh, it, I think it has to do with, uh, uh, well, there are a number of trends kind of intersecting here, but I tried to buy one of those, uh, you know, you reel up your hose. Sure. And then it rolls, the thing rolls, so you can take it to the backyard, for instance. Awesome. Excellent old man accessory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Except it's a piece of crap. Well, everything's a piece, a piece of, of crap. plastic crap. Everything's a piece of crap. It drives me crazy. Stop making crap. Well, you can buy a super crap. expensive one, but then the reviews say the thing rusted, you know, after six months. And everything, just, is, everything is a piece of crap. Drives me crazy. Stop making crap. God, what was that? Something the other day that I bought, bought recently. And it just, it was just crap. It broke right away. It's made out of cheap plastic. Drives me nuts. Yeah, I know. I mean, this thing is going to fall apart, but I was looking at the alternatives and I could spend, I mean, this thing was like $29. And I could spend 140 on something that I think is going to last, but th- there seems to be nothing in the middle. So I figured I'll just drag the hose around on this thing till it breaks and then I'll spend. <laughs> It's crap. It's crap. That's right. It's crap. That's right. That's right. That's the review. Two stars. China. So speaking of our changing times, uh, a couple of alert listeners sent uh, this story along. And, and if you see something we you think we ought to be talking about, uh, feel free to email it, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com, or tweet at us, or text it at us, or, or whatever you like. Our contact information is at armstrongandgettyradio.com. If you can you know, use the website, good luck. Uh, but a number of people sent this to us. Um, Novato is a town in the uh, the Bay Area of California, the San Francisco Bay Area. It's in the North Bay. I ducked in back into Novato. Famous Grateful Dead line. What song is that from? Uh, Bertha. Oh, okay. Uh, I probably didn't understand it back Although when I first heard it. Although some people say he's saying he ducked back into a bar room or I ducked back into a... There's, there's controversy. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it, it long been a high school football powerhouse. Won the league a number of times. Uh, went, went to the state championship game in 07. You know, that's a decade ago, but they still remember the guy's names, I'll bet. Sure. Um, uh, it was co-champion of their league in 2014. However, it is uh, dropping its varsity program, lack of pr- uh, participation. Fewer than 10 athletes attended summer practices. Fewer than 10. It was either zero, <laughs> one, two, three. Shall I go on? Why don't you give us the actual number? It's a, yes, go ahead. How Count many was them. it? Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It was nine point four. Well, we're all asking. We're all asking why? 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 Sixteen players are needed to field a team. Evidently, they why have did enough... only eight or whatever players show up for summer camp for football for a for a big powerhouse football high school team. Is it the concussion thing? It's it's hard to say. 
Um, they have enough guys for a freshman sophomore team, evidently, but uh, not the varsity. They might try to rebuild the program somehow or other. Um, it doesn't say why, but I went off and did a why, little. Why? 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 Um, other other schools in the league like Redwood and Drake have dropped, dropped varsity football and rebuilt from the bottom again. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Um, maybe put all their emphasis on freshman sophomore recruiting and then try to regrow the varsity. But uh, I was driven to a couple of different pieces on youth football participation, and this is this is great. This is so such a good illustration of the way statistics lie. Uh, the organization USA Football, I guess, is a big youth football organization. I'm not into my kids weren't into it, so I don't know these organizations. But um, they uh, really touted hard that they had a 1.9% increase in participation from 2014 to 2015, which is uh, wild. So evidently all these concussion stories, all the, uh, the CTE stories haven't had an effect. Well, no, no, that just happened to be a, a year-to-year like stabilization. Uh, from 2010 to 2015, they saw a whopping almost 28% drop. So wow. evidently the the gush bleeding doesn't describe it. The hemorrhaging s- stopped briefly for a year, but they've had a huge drop in uh, in football participation. Wow, but we don't know exactly why. We're just assuming it's people catching on to the whole brain injury stuff. The big drop came shortly after the first congressional hearings on the NFL's concealing of the link between concussion and okay. mental illness, so et cetera, almost, et cetera. Is it correlation or causation or both? We don't know. Well, it's almost certainly. It all, it's yeah. almost certainly. I mean, the, the, the number of parents who think, nah, I don't, I don't. They, they, you know. All things being equal, why don't we have them do something else? Right. right. Uh, yeah, you combine that with all the other sports that exist now that didn't exist back in the day. There's a lot more people that participate in, you know, swimming or 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 uh, uh, gymnastics or whatever that might not have been available years ago. You got to be careful with the gymnastics. You get molested, what I hear. Yeah. Your brain's all right as long as you don't land on your head. But, um, you know, it's 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 it's, it's here's here's why you look at history at least a little bit. Just be vaguely familiar with it. The the assumption that what is has always been and must always be the the first Super Bowl was was it not even on live TV I think I know you could walk up and buy a ticket right <laughs> on the day of the game right they had empty seats and this is in, when was the first Super Bowl sixty 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 six I think nineteen sixty six late sixty yeah so you know as recently as nineteen sixty six of course. You know, people rode horses and carriages to work, and penicillin wasn't invented. No, we'd already had nuclear war and, you know, fighter jets and the rest of it in 1966. It happened in January of 67, but that was for the 1966 season, so I will allow it as a correct answer. So we're both right. Yes. Exactly. That's that's why I said it, not because I just didn't remember. So anyway, (laughs) um, so we've gone from... Football is, uh, you know, mildly interesting. You want to go to the football game or the tractor pull or maybe a, a potluck supper, honey? And they're kind of equal mm-hmm. to the biggest thing in the world. They're trying to get a team going in England and maybe one in Mexico and blah, blah, blah. Four years from now, it might be gone, gone, gone. Nothing left. NASCAR kind of went through that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Boom, uh, boom, and now bust. Who knows if they can rebuild. So I wonder. 
If these trends continue, if you got the high school football powerhouses now can't get enough players to field the team, it could just be a, a you know nineteen fifties to twenty fifteen or so a phenomenon. I just it'll I, go the way of that weird Aztec sport where you threw the ball through the hoop and then you kill the losers or <laughs> or, or lawn darts. What's or wrong with whatever. just pushing a hoop with a stick? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I think the, the best comparison is boxing. Oh, boxing yeah. used to be considered Absolutely. too big to fail. There wasn't a single person on the planet who didn't know who the heavyweight champion of the world was. Uh, but as times changed, it, it didn't go away. It's not dead. There's still one or two super fights a year <laughs> that people get hyped cares. for. You could ask. You could go to my kid's school, like my my son uh, in second grade. Everybody knew who the heavyweight champion was when I was in second grade. Oh, are you kidding? You talk about it. <laughs> there isn't one kid in his class that could even come close to having a decent guess. I follow the news for a living. I don't have the slightest no. idea. I'm guessing there are like five different guys. Yeah, but yeah, you, they, I, I'm, I think it's one of the Klitschko brothers. Is still. it still Joe Frazier? <laughs> no, no, he's not fighting anymore. Uh, but I do think the Super Bowl will remain kind of this weird almost American holiday sort of thing. I think that it culture... It does have for a while. It does right. have that going for it that but, we, we all like to get together But I can see eat. that being like the one Floyd Mayweather fight a year that people actually gather around and, and watch and then complain about when it's when it's done. Um, <laughs> yes, because uh, it was crappy. Yeah. Larry Holmes, is he the champion? Well, well no, no, he's Ar- also <laughs> since evidently retired. Evidently, Arbor Day was a thing. <laughs> Enough to have a national holiday, Sean. So soon people say, <laughs> what is this Super? Why are we having a Super Bowl party? What is that? It's actually a football game. Really? Huh. So people just <laughs> gather on one day in February and eat cheese dip and wonder why they're doing it in 40 years. <laughs> or not. I don't know. <laughs> What am I, a futurist? <laughs> I'm not even a presentist. I you, barely know what's going on around me. I like it when you introduce a topic and then you end with it. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, if a, uh, a KK member or a Baptist preacher or anybody like that said about the Jews, what an Amon in. Why do I want keep wanting to say Amon? Well, that's the, the problem. problem. Remember that, that uh, handlebar mustache guy? And, yeah. and I talked to the Iman, and he said, that confused you. That's, anyway, I've got enough He was the guy who was going to burn the Koran, right? I think yeah. he did burn several Korans. Yeah, right, fine. Luckily, we learned to ignore him. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have reaffirmed our position towards North Korea that what we are doing, we do not seek a regime change. We do not seek the collapse of the regime. We do not seek an accelerated reunification of the peninsula. We do not seek an excuse to send our military north of the 38th parallel. And we're trying to convey to the North Koreans, we are not your enemy, we're not your threat, but you are presenting an unacceptable threat to us, and we have to respond. Hmm, what does all that mean? New tack, making it clear, we do not want regime change, we're not going to invade, you're cool, we cool, you cool. I wonder if that's because of this. You weren't here Monday, you had abandoned the show to do what your sort of people do, mm. play golf at fancy golf place. Mm. I was uh, working hard, talking to clients, pleasing them. 
There you are at Pebble Beach playing golf while the rest of the world labors. Mm. And you all, all of you, the it super powerful. It wasn't easy. There are hills we had to walk up and down. All of you, the super powerful, I think you play your golf on weekdays on purpose so that you can throw back your heads and laugh. <laughs> well, we've got Others our... are working and we are not. <laughs> we got the Illuminati <laughs> meetings on the weekends, so right. you got to play during the week. But so you weren't here Monday, and I thought this was really interesting. And I'm still trying to figure out if Mike Lyons, our military analyst, is mainstream <coughs> thinking, uh, represents the conventional wisdom, or is an outlier. And I asked him, but I did it in one of my patented, convoluted nine questions in one ways and mm. never got to that answer. <laughs> because he says, and he said on Monday, all of these conversations you see in newspaper print, on cable news channels, Various people discussing options. He said, "He says there is no the military thing is not an option. That is just does not exist. The, the The military says no. This this isn't something we can do. Right? We're just not going to do that. So the only thing that exists is in what fashion do we just live with North Korea having these missiles and maybe tightening sanctions if that's possible, leaning on China, all that sort of stuff. But the whole military thing, which gets brought up." Every conversation you see on cable news right. doesn't exist at all. Yeah, it I, just doesn't exist. That squares with the stuff I've heard that makes sense to me. Yeah, it would just be—it would be an enormous war. It is not an option. Right. So quit discussing it. Mm, it's fun. It's exciting. It is fun. I like and exciting. the decapitation idea. Pick a square mile. If you figure fatheads there, just, just obliterate it. Hit it with five thousand cruise missiles. Is that and then what? <laughs> but is that why people discuss it because it's good for uh, it's good for ratings? And that yes. Sort of stuff? Yeah. Well, because and, a military guy says that's not nobody's discussing in this in the real world. It's not on the table as an option. Well, it's not like we're discussing sending a fifty foot tall wizard to deal with them. I mean, if you're having an angry confrontation with a foreign power. Well, maybe we have to attack them. It's certainly, you know, one of the options that you've got to look at. So it's not completely illegitimate. I want more research done on that wizard option. That sounds really good. <laughs> uh, so, oh, you shut up. Um, but so it's, it's, it's right. It's legitimate to bring it up. But unless you were really, uh, you know, thirsting for ratings or just having fun, you would say, but everybody knows that's not going to happen. Right. As soon as you brought it up, it just can't happen for for reasons that we've d- 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 discussed before. Uh, they would they would they would fight back. Hundreds of thousands, of, or maybe millions, would be killed. Tens of thousands of Americans would be killed. We would have to get a whole bunch of other countries involved to launch the attack because we couldn't do it on our own, which would uh, eliminate the uh, element of surprise because there'd be no way to keep that a secret. Right. So there's just, there's a bunch of reasons why it just that's not even an option. Really. And to describe China as unhappy is not to begin to describe right, how unhappy right. they would be. So yeah, it it could bring chaos, perhaps even nuclear chaos to the globe. And Michael brought this. And, uh, and my my sort that plays Pebble Beach and goes to the Bilderberg group and, and throws back your head and laughs while everybody else works. That's right. And and we actually eat human hearts. Uh, at our meetings for lunch, just to, to to just to make it all too clear how powerful we are, uh, our people want stability, so commerce can continue. Instability, I mean, that, see, that's the problem with North Korean nukes in the first place. Instability. If we didn't think they were going to use them, we wouldn't care. Michael brought this article to me because Michael reads the New York Times over the weekend. Good for you, Michael. You read the New York Times every weekend? Not every weekend. Look but at you. Occasionally. Look at you. 
It's because you aspire to be like Joe on Pebble Beach, throwing back your head and laughing. I do. I want to be just like Joe. Uh, But he brought this article to me about the North Koreans, how we were talking about millennials in the United States yesterday. Millennials in North Korea, they don't buy the crap. (laughs) The older generation actually believes it. Uh, uh, most of them that, that the Kim family are gods and the, all that. The or? Kim family came down from the mountains and yeah. and have magical powers and all this sort of stuff. The younger generation doesn't believe it all. Really, they're just going through the motions so they don't get put in camps and killed. Right, they understand the, the consequences, but they don't yeah. buy into it, and it's it's pretty interesting. Wow. So that certainly sows the seeds of maybe someday that weird country going away. Patience. Just keep the pressure on. Sooner or later, it's the 80s with the Soviet Union. And it just crumbles. Boy. And then, you know, 30 years later, Vlad Putin comes along and... You got to be. You got to be. Back. All of it's all of it's based on hoping this little nut job is uh, more interested in staying alive than uh, than than who knows what. Right. Yeah, well, I don't, you know, he's, he's quirky, no doubt. <laughs> Guess what? He don't want war. That's one thing he don't he want. He said in the past that he would destroy the United States. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't think he's, I don't think he's crazy. I think he's coldly practical. <laughs> really? But what if he believes we're about to attack, and so then he has to launch a missile and, and, and wipes out, uh, you know, Fresno or wherever he hits with his missile? Well, that's why that nice old fellow Rex Tillerson is, is saying to him, look, we don't want war. In the words of Dennis Rodman. To make it clear, the United States is testing from California a missile today that will travel 4,000 miles toward Asia. Do the math. To see if it can do what it's supposed to do. Hope it's a success. Well, yeah, I think just, uh, is that is that necessary? I mean, the testing missiles is necessary. You have to make sure, you know, your new guidance system works or whatever. But, like, as a demonstration to North Korea, oh, Yeah. We got like really, really good missiles could hit you any time. I wonder. I would think they would know. I wonder about that too. Like when we flew our bombers over this weekend, does that have? I maybe I'm a simpleton. Oh, the U.S. has bombers. I didn't know that. They got planes Uh, with bombs on them. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't somebody tell me? Yeah, does that actually do anything, or is it just we're pissed? I can't imagine that that has so just stomping around effect. with this look on your face. <laughs> it wouldn't have any effect on me. I went into it knowing the United States was a was the global military power. Sure, I'd stand there in my marble palace and say, "Nice planes." What's your point? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen the intelligence reports. You have planes. <laughs> we could always go old school and have just a small plane with a long banner and just like right at the border. <laughs> you suck. I love that. <laughs> That's funny. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh, You've been talking about it this morning. The U.S. fires off a warning shot to North Korea. We will have the latest. And the mooch. The mooch. What prompted his bizarre phone call to that New Yorker reporter? We've got an update coming up for you in minutes on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Eric Clapton sang a song about it once. That's my guess. (laughs) If you want to get down, get down on the ground. Could be. How about this one, Michael? You hire two planes. The first one's trailing a banner that says... Who's got a funky haircut and an ass kicking coming? Then, like ten minutes later, another plane comes along. You, <laughs> a funky haircut and an ass kicking. Now that's some diplomacy. Huh? Ah, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. By the way, I didn't follow through on fun with the old inflation calculator. So, uh, if you make a six-figure salary in 1985, that was forty-four thousand wow. dollars. So it depends on your age, you know, trying to figure out 
you know, given an idea of what that was. But how rich did you think somebody was in 1985 who made $45,000 a year? $44,000 a year. That's equivalent to 100K now? 100K now, yeah. Interesting. Or if you, you know, you got a business that makes a million dollars a year, it's the same as 440000 in 1985. Um, I don't know. I, I find that really helps keep things in perspective. Yeah. I would agree. You get yeah, absolutely. St- you get stuck in a view of what a car could, could should cost, what's an expensive car, what's not, what's an expensive house, what's not, what's a salary that makes me rich or what's not. And you start looking to these things and you think, I, I didn't think that when I was in college or my first job or whatever. Interesting. You know, I want to do one more, just to politically speaking. So uh, January of this year, and we'll go back to what year did you use for that comparison? 1985. All right, let's go back to 1985. Uh, currently, if you're among the rich, that the federal government is going to take, you know, federal and state half of what you make, 250k current money, back in the day, yeah, if you make more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars, according to most of the people that scream about this sort of thing, you are with the millionaires and billionaires. So that was one hundred and ten k in uh, nineteen eighty five. Interesting. So it's and the reason this is useful is because I think you form attitudes about various sure levels of money, amounts of money, you know, in your younger years, and yeah. don't keep track of you know, well, effective in, inflation. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, as you guys were talking, uh, the U.S. carried out a little test launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile this morning, coming just days after the latest North Korean missile test. The unmanned Minuteman Three missile fired from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. Air Force Tech Sergeant Thomas Trower says the test wasn't in direct response to the North's missile test, but it is coming as tensions soar over North Korea's recent moves. Our demonstration does help ensure that we have a safe, secure, and effective weapon system. And effective. The missile making it uh, 4,200 miles all the way to the waters off the Marshall Islands. So the test was a success. Good. And the day after the Washington Post reported President Trump had dictated a statement last month that was later found to be misleading about his son Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Kremlin-linked Russian attorney... During the presidential campaign, the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, came out to downplay the news on Tuesday. President weighed in as any father would based on the limited information that he had. This is all discussion, frankly, of no consequence. There you go. No, no consequence. Oh, never mind. But he did weigh in. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. To me, it's evidence of floundering. Uh, Trump thinking he could play everybody because he's smarter than everybody. I'm not that disturbed by it. I mean, unless there's something behind it, unless, you know, he is actually in league with in league with Putin, which I doubt very seriously. Well, he sure he sure acts like he's in league with the Russians and got something. Got I just something think he's so he's such a wants always wants to be a tough guy, you know, won't admit to anything. I just I don't know. Oh, boy, we got this long, detailed. Uh, uh, where, where, where is it? This note we got about how Trump is we're underestimating him. We still don't get a strategy. Um, for the good or for the ill? For, it's, for how evil he is or how successful he's going to be? Successful. It's okay. a, it's a art of war thing. It's it's um, He's gotten millions and millions of people involved in politics who don't watch cable news. And they don't, they're not politics junkies. That's what my, my brother was saying, my focus group of one of Trump supporters. He said, nobody I know follows any of this stuff. But as ridiculous as Trump has been, writes uh, this person, Trump is, has everyone tuned in. 
if you get these people to tune in and they take the next step to inform themselves, you get a bunch of people, etc. Um, and it's just it's working. Mm. This is his idea. There's more detail to it, and it's put more intelligently than I just did. But maybe we'll jump on that in a little bit. Ousted White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci says he was mostly joking during his profane rant to a Mm. New Yorker reporter that cost him his job. Okay. Mooch telling the Huffington Post he was upset when political reporters tweeted he was at dinner with President Trump, the First Lady, Fox News' Sean Hannity, and the Five's co-host, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Scaramucci didn't like to mention a Guilfoyle because of unsourced speculation about them. The HuffPost said he strongly denies having a sexual relationship with her. Oh, so that's what got him so worked yes. up was was the was the fact that Kimberly Guilfoyle was there. Yes. So it was just a personal relationship stuff. Yep. Because he's going through a divorce, it looks like, with his wife who had their baby last Monday. Oh, boy. So and that's he, why he was so fired up. And he's out to dinner with Kimberly Guilfoyle, and somebody leaked that, and that's what really pissed him off. Yeah. Or he's dating someone else, and they got mad when they found that out. <laughs> yeah. Guilfoyle recalls the former first lady of San Francisco married to the former San Francisco mayor, Mr. Gavin Newsom. Meanwhile, the Mooch also had a run-in with a reporter from TMZ. So what are you going to do next, man? You have a lot of money on the line. You have a big business. You have a new family. What, what are you, you going to work on next? You know what I'm going to do next? I'm, I'm, I'm working on being a, the best person I can be. And I, I want uh, Chief Staff Kelly to have an unbelievable opportunity inside the White House. Did you have a chance to uh, say goodbye to the president before you left? That's it for right now. Sure. Let me ask you this. No, I'm serious. Um, the, uh, entertainment, before you go on, entertainment, people are talking about um, dancing with the stars, you, Spice, or others. Are, are you, would that something you consider? I don't know how to dance. What do you say? Bye bye. I don't know how to dance. I'm working on being the best person I can be. Okay. He might have had a little uh, come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Let me see. My wife has just given a birth to my child without me there. She's divorcing me. I got thrown out of a job 10, min- ten days after I got it to the guffaws of humanity. I'm a laughing stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Voice of the West. They should do that for Dancing with the Stars. All of the former White House staff is the entire cast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just hit you with this text to give you an idea of this, this sort of uh, text to get along these lines. Anything Trump says or does is better than living under the dictatorship of Barack Obama. There you go. So there you go. If you have that view, I guess, you know. I'm not sure that those are the only two choices for what we expect from government. All right. I can't even go there. Don't go there. Not going to go there. So a man calls for the annihilation of the Jews from the pulpit. It doesn't matter because he's a Muslim. You can't criticize Muslims. going to be so hot, everybody, everywhere today that the uh, West Coast is going to melt and fall into the ocean. That should make the news. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
you know that song, Despacito? You know the song, you know, Despacito? Right, well, the government of Malaysia has banned that song from radio and TV in the country for having obscene lyrics. Yeah, I mean, they could be right. I've heard this song 2,000 times. I still have no idea what it's about. So I was just informed by Vincent, it's like the most popular song in the history of songs or something. Yeah. I'd never Most heard, downloaded song ever or something? I'd like never that? even heard the name before. That doesn't mean it's not true or not popular. I mean, I am I got the whole small kid married life thing going where I'm not exactly plugged into pop culture. Well, it's in Espanol, isn't it? Or yeah. something? Yeah. Most of it's in Espanol, and, and uh, a remix has Bieber on the on the hook it's the most oh, downloaded please. song ever yeah it had huge international a lot of these songs will catch on in a single country this one caught on everywhere burners gotcha. and it goes something like this oh yeah i can't understand him so what's despacito mean in english it means slowly okay mm. um i know i sound like my dad when i say this but that sounds like every other one of those kind of songs <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like when i've been in mexico and i walk into a uh you know i don't know a convenience store to buy something right. that's the music that's playing in there exactly oh Muchas gracias. No, that, that was Mitt Romney. I, I, that was the yeah. remix remix. Yeah, I, okay. I like those Mexican guitars with like the fat belly on the back. Oh, sure. Those oh, are, yeah. those Everybody are cool loves looking. those, yeah. That's not yeah. the like. You know, the fact that I'm kind of out of touch with 17-year-olds in Malaysia doesn't bother me that much. Uh, I would like to know what the mo- if the most downloaded song in the world is happening. I'd like to know what it is. You do. Now, now I do. you do. Now, now I do. Um, so we we're talking earlier about uh, some of your premier <clears throat> high school. Well, was it just one, or is it more than one premier high school football program that they're having trouble getting enough kids to play football? Handful. Okay, so it's yeah. more than one. So yeah. it's a trend. Yes. Uh, maybe the reason kids have stopped playing football. This is from the text line. I just I haven't just changed my inflection for no reason. Maybe the reason kids have stopped playing football is because the cost and commitment are astronomical. It now costs three hundred and eighty-five dollars per kid. Plus 12 hours of volunteer hours per kid per season for the parent. So to see my two kids play one season, it was nearly a thousand bucks and 24 hours of volunteer time. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow is right. Uh, for me to play any sport cost almost nothing, and my parents had to do nothing. Right. <laughs> so yeah. nothing and nothing was the, uh, the commitment. Even though government's taking in more money than ever. That's right. They're just, just spreading it around other things, not education and school sports and that sort of stuff, which is pretty well documented to keep kids out of trouble and have them do better in school and the rest of it. Most high school powerhouse football teams are private schools, and now those private schools, for a variety of reasons, are bringing in more students who are focused on grades than sports. Got this one. Might This might be some of the variety of reasons. Guys, you have to look at the demographic of some of these communities, too, regarding high school sports. you got all these people from India and Pakistan and Asia moving in, cultures that traditionally don't play American football. Well, I don't know if and you've noticed people... there are a fair number of people from beautiful Mexico in the United States as well. Yeah, but the, if the, I don't know if, which of these comments is true. But if it's mostly more expensive private schools, 
then yeah, lots of and and uh, focuses on grades. Okay, kids from India, Pakistan, Asia coming in, focusing on grades. Football's not in their culture anyway. I can see how that would happen. Yeah, so probably a variety of things. Then you get the whole brain scrambling deal and the expense and yeah. other options. Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. Yeah, son of a bitch. Um, you got <laughs> well. Plus, you know, you, uh, and listen, this has got to be a factor too. You could get out there doing two days in the summer sun, or you could play video games with your buddies. You can run around and having big guys smash into you, or you could play Madden. <laughs> Madden football on your game, on your console. Think that plays a role? Sure, yeah. It's got to be part of it. Mm. Probably a number of things factoring in. It seems to have happened pretty quickly. That's, uh-huh. why, I, that's why I think the concussion thing is uh, it's got a lot to do with it, because that's fairly recent news. Yeah, I would agree. That's probably enough to push it over the edge. But, you know, it's, well, it's I know you... for me and my own family, that would be the reason. If if my kid were not going to play football, that's that's the reason why NFL players themselves are not allowing them their kids to play yeah, at, a, at a young age. That is an interesting thing that a lot of NFL yeah. players won't let their kids play. They well, said, "No, I did this. I made it so you don't have to scramble your brains to provide, et cetera, et cetera." And I don't know if it's the straw that broke the camel's back or something uh, different. When I write my all-encompassing book, why stuff happens, uh, I'll I'll chart this out for you. But it can be, there are a number of things. The expense, the difficulty of it, the hot summer sun, blah, blah, blah. And then the brain thing comes along. And all those people who are 55% yes, 45% no, suddenly it's, you know, 49-51 and they're out. Yeah, that could be. Scientists have discovered the funniest words. Yes. I know what they are. Schnauzer is one of them. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.